Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! Hello again, my beautiful Screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 155, and tonight we're taking a look at what's on the other side of the door, plus a whole bunch of quickie stuff because I've had migraines, so all I've been doing is watching shitty TV. And shitty movies, I should say. Well, shitty TV. I've been watching shit, is what I'm saying. I'm going to help you with a little quickie section of quickie reviews. To make your sit shit 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 selection, I gotta take a little break right now and play a promo for another podcast because and work on my diction and shit. Because what the fuck are you even saying? You're 30 seconds in and you don't even make any sense. That's a new record. This is not a dream. We are using your brain to transmit from the future. The world has been lost. To prevent this catastrophe, listen to the last horror cast. The information there can save the human race. Find the information at thelasthorrorcast.com. We are transmitting from the future. Prevent this from happening by watching horror films with Scott, Doug, and Brian. Again, this is not a dream, but a transmission from the future. Help us. Thelasthorrorcast.com. Hey everybody, how's everybody been? Hi, I'm Patrick. For those of you who are new, I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so. And I'm your guide to the wonderful and weird world of horror, but I see through my very, very gay little eyes. So you may see things you wouldn't have seen with your regular boring eyes. Anyway, what's been going on in Scream Scream Queen's headquarters since last we chatted? First of all, I wanted to set the record straight about some of the things that were said in the last episode concerning my friends. On the airplane. I realized I conveyed some information incorrectly. Now, I'm not going to go re-describe the whole situation. You just have to go back to the last episode and listen to that segment. But basically, when I said that that woman said that she invited that man to a rodeo in her pussy. When I listened back, that did happen. That did happen. But when I listened back to the episode after it had posted, I said I did not convey that in the proper way because I said that the way I would have said it. I said it like this. I'll take you to a rodeo in my pussy, which is not how she said it at all. It was actually much more seductive. It was more, I'll take you to a rodeo in my pussy, which is a whole different thing. And I just wanted to she was not that chipper. I would be very chipper. To invite any one of you to the rodeo in my pussy. Actually, you all have a standing right, you have a standing invitation to come join the rodeo in my pussy. And you love it. There's lots of clowns. It's great. It's great. It's really a must-see thing for when you're traveling in the New York area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The, the Empire State Building, the Statue of Liberty, and my pussy rodeo. Okay. So there's that. And what else has been going on? Not a whole hell of a lot. The weather here has been awful. It has been impossibly impossibly hot not the usual summer hot like terrible i'm gonna burst into flames kind of hot and i'm a little teeny tiny white irish person so i have not been handling it very well my uh migraines have been through the roof again and so i've been kind of inert i know how boring is that how boring is that i do have to apologize because the air conditioner is running right now 
And normally I do not do that when I podcast, but it's a survival thing right now. I will try to take that sound out when I finally mix everything together. But if I forget, I apologize in advance. But let's see. What else has gone on? Well, I got out to go to a little mini reunion. My friend from high school, Christy Beamer, was in town. And I have not seen her since 1992, so it was an excuse for me and former guests of the show, George Ann Strakosh, my prom date, and Michael K. Loon, who came on to talk about our photomat days and, and a strange correlation to Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. And we had a lovely dinner out on Long Island, the place of our births, and it was great. It was wonderful, but it left me in a funk for the next few days, which led to some poor life choices, which I now regret. But those are in the past now, and we're all moving forward. I'm still dealing with some of the guilt from some of those poor life choices. You don't need to know. You don't need to know. Daddy did bad things. Daddy did not have a good time doing bad things. Daddy regrets doing bad things. Daddy won't do those bad things again, hopefully. But that's kind of what that whole circus is about. But aside from that, really, not much has been going on. I've got some Irish cousins coming to visit me this weekend. Uh, they're going to die. They're going to die. If this heat doesn't break, they're going to walk off the plane and explode, which will make my job a lot easier, except I'll have to call the relatives back in Ireland and be like, oh, sorry, they exploded. And then be like, oh, yes, great, Russ, that's brilliant. Oh, it's too bad. Oh, so sad. Oh, yes, right. Toy, 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 because that's how Irish people are. Oh, and the other thing that's been going on, which just sucks my balls, is that my shoulder has been completely acting up. It keeps freezing. Apparently, I have bursitis, and my left shoulder. What? That's for old people. Happy birthday, Patrick. Anyway, yeah, so I've been going to my chiropractor for that, and it sucks. It's this stupid little sack of nothing that's right at the tip of your shoulder, but it's agonizing when it flares up, and which is all the time. So again, a reason why I'm sitting around not doing anything a lot of the time, because I can't, because daddy's in pain. And it sucks because all summer I've been going to the gym three times a week. I was getting great results. I'm down like 12 pounds. I'm looking sharp, starting to get some definition because at the end of September, my show, The Underpants Godot, is coming back and I'm going to be butt-ass naked on stage. So I wanted to look as good as possible you know, so people get their money's worth. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, I want to be shortchanging people with my nudity, right? Of course, right. But now I haven't been able to go in like a month, so I guess y'all going to be seeing white flabby Patrick on stage unless things change radically. Or, I, I don't know, take up, you know, bulimia. That's a terrible joke. Bulimia is not a joke. It's a very serious condition, and it's not a joke to say. But, you know, well, I was fat last time when I did it. Because last time, the nudity was a last-minute addition. It got written in at the last minute, so I was not able to prepare. So I was like, I'm going to get ahead of the game this time. Well, so much for that. So much for that. Nah, all right. Vanity, vanity, all is vanity. God damn this shoulder. My, me, ah, my besidus is flaring up. What? Really? That's something my grandfather would say. Next up, we have bunions and, and I don't know what all else. God damn it. But... Smooch is here next to me, as she always is, conked out, because she is fascinated by my talking, as you all are. And so I got to see a whole lot of crap movies, and maybe not so crap things, in the interim, since when we last talked. So I'm going to do a little quickie section, 
and uh, do some quick reviews of some of the bullshit that I've seen before we get to the main segment of the major bullshit that I saw. But first of all, we're going to talk about a movie called The Break-In. The Break-In is a found footage movie that is now on Amazon Prime. It's 90 minutes of absolutely nothing happening. It's a couple, you know, and he's 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 got a new phone, so everything's on just filming his new phone, and it's all the mundanities of their life, and they've been breakings in their neighborhood, just you know, all around, and they're getting paranoid about it. They install a security system, and the break-ins keep getting closer and closer and closer, and when the climax is finally happening, the big twist is that what happens has nothing to do with anything that came in the movie before. Nothing. Zero. Zip. Zowie. Nada. And somehow, despite this being a found footage film, they managed to have a dream sequence. This is supposed to be the police footage. It says at the beginning, this is the police footage, you know, that was on file on the case of blah, 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 blah. Yet somehow they were able to capture a dream sequence. <laughs> Which is kind of a neat trick. But the movie's a huge piece of shit. Don't waste your time. Next is a movie called Baskin. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But that is a Turkish movie that everybody's been talking about. It's this uh, surrealistic view of hell on earth. And lots of people love it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. At the end of the day, I said, what the hell did I just watch? Visually, it's stunning. There's wonderful things going on visually. But as far as coherence, I said, I don't really see what we're going for. Maybe that's because I'm not as familiar with Turkish culture and Turkish religions and things like that. I don't know. But overall, I was like, meh. Didn't hate it, but I'd like to hear your opinion on it. Because I didn't love it. Make me love it. Make me love it. What was the other piece of shit I saw? Oh, 13 Cameras. 13 Cameras is the story of this despicable young couple who move into this house who, unbeknownst to them, is filled with discreet security cameras so they're being watched constantly by their landlord this big creepy guy who smells like an old diaper according to them and they're awful and despicable and nothing happens again for like 90 minutes and finally everybody gets exactly what they deserve in the most boring way possible skip it the only big surprise here the dog lives what what we're breaking rules here but this movie also just sucks balls boring boring unlikable people moves like a slug Get the salt, sprinkle it on the slug, watch it die. That's more entertaining than this movie. And finally, I caught on Netflix today a movie called Sweet Home. Not Sweet Home Alabama, no, 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 just Sweet Home. And this one perked my ears up. I watched it on a whim, even though that the Netflix score was really low. It had one, st- one star there. I actually enjoyed this one a lot. It's a siege movie, this uh, it takes place in Barcelona, Spain, and this real estate agent girl, okay, this I didn't understand. She takes her boyfriend for a sexy rendezvous in a derelict apartment building. I don't, okay, I still don't get that, but that's what happened. But it turns out there are bad people in there doing bad things, and now they have to survive the night while trapped in this horrible, horrible place. This one's pretty fun. You got a great heroine. She's spunky. She's smart. There's lots of gore. And suspense and surprises. And I said, okay, I don't get the bad reviews. So, hey, as a homework assignment, I'm assigning you. Check out Sweet Home and write in and call in and tell me what you thought and tell me how wrong I am. Make me feel bad. 
yeah, hurt me, hurt me, hurt me. I like it because, it's, you know what, you can't hurt me as much as our main feature did because it is time to talk about this week's celebratory main star piece of turd. The movie whose name I still can't remember. Uh, the other side of the door, is that it? Yes, I don't know. I just cannot remember the name of that movie, but whatever, we're going to talk about it. Regardless, even though I've already blown my wad and told you that I hated it, but we're going to have fun <laughs> listening to me ripping into teeny tiny little pieces for your listening pleasure. Because that's what I do here. It's too darn hot. It's too darn hot. I'd like to sup with my baby tonight. Refill the cup with my baby tonight. I like to suck with my baby tonight Refill the cup with my baby tonight But I ain't up to my baby tonight Cause it's too darn hot It's too darn hot It's just too darn hot I like to coo with my baby tonight And hitch the woo with my baby tonight I'd like to coo with my baby tonight Hitch the woo with my baby tonight Rather you fight my baby tonight Cause it's too darn hot According to the cancer report Every average man you know Much prefers his lovey-dovey to court When the temperature is low But when the thermometer goes way up And the weather is sizzling hot Mr. Pants for romance is not Because it's too darn hot It's too darn hot It's too darn hot Every now and then a movie comes along that is so good, so powerful, so chilling that I have to stop what I'm doing and record a segment for you guys immediately. This is not that movie. This movie is The Other Side of the Door. A movie so boring that I can never remember the goddamn name for it. I just tried Googling it for 10 minutes. I'm like, behind the door, someone's behind the door, the door that's got something behind. No, I don't know what the hell this name movie is. I don't know what to call it except a piece of crap. But let's listen to the trailer anyway. Because, you know, tradition. Is Oliver in heaven now? What if I could bring your son back to you just one more time? There's an abandoned temple. The door of the temple is the key to the world of the dead. You will be able to speak to your son, but no matter what you do, you must not open the door. Oliver? Is that you? Mommy? I miss you so much. I have to go now. Please, Oliver! I miss you, Mommy. I have something to show you. You see what? Oliver's come back, Mommy. 
I think Oliver's hiding. Who's he hiding from? Oliver's hiding from me, goddammit, because he knows I'm going to rip his movie to, sh to shit. Ugh. I got this on pay-per-view. I was out at my parents' house after a chiropractor's appointment. And I always take advantage of the time while I'm there to watch stuff, you know, to have them pay for it. Because, you know, hey, that's what parents are for. And I had heard from people online, Betty, I'm looking at you, Betty of Betty and Durwood fame. I'm looking at you saying, oh, my gosh, it's really spooky. It has great atmosphere. And I heard some other buzz about the movie. And I said, what the heck? I'll give it a try. Betty, you lied. Or you're on crack cocaine. Or both. This movie is like a checklist. It's completely by the numbers. It's okay. Let's say, okay, what do we have? We have uh, uptight, grieving white bitch. Check. We got a spooky toy. Check. Mysterious ser uh, servant. Check. Uh, piano that plays itself. Check. Creepy kid song that they play to ad nauseum to try to make it creepy. Check. We got a demon that's stolen completely from the grudge. Check. We got a possessed kid who can't act. Check. And we got not one but two CGI draw drops. Check and check and fuck this movie. Okay, it's a story of this gal and her family. They're living abroad in Mumbai. And they've been there apparently the whole time. They're raising these kids there the whole time. Because the movie opens where them, well, I, I, I guess it's a dream sequence, but you basically learn, okay, they learn to discover that she's pregnant in Mumbai, and they decide to stay there instead of going back to America. Okay, so their kids have been born and raised in Mumbai. Now we flash forward six years, one of the kids is dead. Died in a car accident. Very tragic kind of Sophie's Choice car accident. She could only ha she only had time to save one of the kids, and she chose the daughter. What are you gonna do? But white bitch can't get over because white bitches can never get over this kind of stuff in the movie. I, I understand it's a difficult thing. Losing a child must be horrible. Against it goes against all the rules of nature. But I'm just not feeling a lot of sympathy for this gal, and it took me a while to figure out why. And I'm like, oh, that's why you're that bitch from The Walking Dead. You're Sarah Wayne Kelly's or whatever the hell your name is, who who was who was the, the one the woman everybody hated, the woman who peed on a stick in a field during season one, and everybody cheered when they killed her in season two. Like that's why I don't like you. That's why I don't like you. And okay, so now we're grieving in Mumbai, and the maid gives them a tip, as you heard in the trailer, that oh, there's a way that possibly you may get to experience him again. Basically, she has to take his ashes, go to this. Uh, shrine, temple, rather, in the middle of nowhere, this ruined temple in the middle of nowhere, spread the ashes on the steps of the temple and wait inside for the sun to go down. And when the sun goes down, he will appear on the other side of the door. You'll be able to talk to him, but you won't be able to see him. And whatever you do, don't open the door. There was one rule, grieving white bitch. You had one rule to follow. Don't open the door. Which, in my mind, is the name of the movie. It should be called Don't Open the Door. But it's not called No, Don't Open the Door. It's called Something Behind the Door. Is that the name of the movie? I don't know what the fuck the name of this movie is. That's how bored I was by it. Well, she does open the door. And you know what's on the other side of the door? This one bitch. Yep, this is a This One Bitch movie. Everything bad that happens in this movie can be traced back to this grieving white bitch. Now, some might say, oh, well, isn't it the fault of the servant who told her about the temple? No, no, it's not, because she gave her the warning. She said, yeah, you'll be able to do this, but whatever you do, don't do this. Well, you did this, stupid white bitch. You know, everything happened because you couldn't handle your grief because you couldn't handle the choice that you made when you drove the car off the side of the road and for some reason, after living in Mumbai for six years, still could not speak any of the native language to tell people that there was another kid in the... Forget it. Forget it. There's a lot of that. It's like, okay, this is great... 
exotic location that's really not used for much, which is disappointing. And I don't know. They since the movie moves like dirt, and you know, not, not even dirt in like a mudstorm. It just moves like dirt, like just waiting for dirt to move, and it doesn't move. That's just how it is. There's move dirt. Move this goddamn movie along. So I can notice all these little things. They're really starting to annoy me. Like, okay, so the kid is under six years old. Presumably both of the kids are under six years old. But based on the little girl that's there, the little girl who can't act, uh uh-huh, basically her job is to complain and to sleep. She doesn't do either one very well. But based on her face and the kid, uh, the dead kid who you see in uh, old videos, they both have serious adult teeth. So, you know, you ain't six. Neither one of you were six. Unless, like, like, you age quicker in Mumbai. I don't know. I don't know. But it just, there's just so much nothing happening. You were always ten steps ahead of the story. Why? Because you've seen it a thousand times. Oh, it's a stuffed tiger that he was buried with that keeps showing up around the house. Oh, spooky toy check. Oh, remember how we used to play chopsticks on the piano together? And now the piano plays itself. Check. Got that one, too. Yeah, yeah. All this stuff has just been done to death. And in the midst of this is poor Jeremy Sisto, who plays her husband. I really want to like Jeremy Sisto. I have nothing against Jeremy Sisto. I just don't think I've ever liked anything that I've seen him in. I find him to be very bland and milk toasty and in this his job is to not be there not even in the oh my gosh i need my husband but he's always away in business no he's just not there she never needs him because she's a self-involved grieving white bitch and (sighs) i don't even know what to say this movie is Terrible. Okay, so the kid comes back, sort of. It's like there's a ghost hanging around, and she's perfectly okay with that. All right. But it turns out there's also some demon that was supposed to be escorting him to the other side who is now stalking her. But this demon is completely stolen from Ringu the Grudge, as I said earlier, to the point where it crawls on the floor. And it's got little gargly, rattly, death throat noises. Really? You can't even come up with an original demon for your bullshit story? Bullshit on this whole movie. Bullshit on your ass. And there's supposed to be, well, no, there are these, like, aboriginal, like, tribe that keeps showing up, and they're supposed to be scary and threatening, but I don't find them threatening because I've seen other movies, and I realize they're there to actually help because they know what you did, bitch, and they're trying to fix the situation. So maybe you should let them in the house and help them fix this whole bullshit situation before people get killed. Oh, well, too late. Now people are dead because it turns out the longer Oliver stays away from being where he's supposed to be, as in the other side, the less human he is. So he becomes more and more evil and eventually possesses his boring sister to do boring things and... People die, and I don't know. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? This is a this one bitch movie to the extreme. And you know what? I'm even breaking my this one bitch rule because, yeah, everybody dies in this, including this one bitch. But you know what? She comes back because, you know, Jeremy's sister somehow now is the curse as well. Now he, even though all the people that are involved are now dead, and he's been away for all this, Jeremy's sister knows at the end to take her ashes to that temple and spread them on the door, uh, spread them on the, Whatever! I wish I could remember the name of this movie because it's a fuck you movie. <laughs> it's not something behind the door. The other side of the door. Fuck the other side of the door. The other side of the door is my asshole. 
Well, I bet most of you would want to see my asshole more than you want to see this movie. And you could probably see it less. For less than you pay for pay for pay. I'll show you my asshole for free. <laughs> and I promise there's only small demons attached to it. Okay. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> you went away and left me long time ago. Now you come back knocking on my door. Wonderful, twisted, freak-ass children. That is going to wrap it up for another week. There are voicemails this week. I'm going to save them until next time because next time is going to be the official 6th anniversary Scream Queens podcast show. Yay, 6 years. Can you believe it? It's actually already come and gone because like I do every year, I forget my own anniversary. You know, with all the vast amounts of nothing that's been going on, I, I keep forgetting. And... Well, at least I'm consistent. And I guess, you know, I'm just being a man. I guess that's our job, right? Don't we all do that? We all forget our anniversaries. And I don't even have anybody to be mad at. I'd be like, oh, my God, you forgot my anniversary. No, I forgot. My, you know what? You know what I'm saying. Forget it. So get your phone calls in. Well wishes, good thoughts, whatever. Six years of this ridiculousness. Can you believe it? Sometimes I can't. I, I, I'm just happy that the show's still going and it's evolving and it's changing and I look listen to some of the old episodes and just see where I was then and where we all were then and my goodness I've grown up with you guys believe it or not I have changed a lot for the better and it is because of this crazy show and therefore because of you out there listening so if you have something to contribute for the anniversary show if you've seen a movie that you're dying to talk about I haven't been able to afford to go to the movies in the theaters this summer because Tickets in New York are starting at uh, maybe $16, maybe $22, depending. That's too expensive for me. I don't have a job right now. So if you got to see things like, you know, the the, the shark thing that was out or the, the other thing that was out or lights out or any of those things, you get to see anything, please let me know. Let me know what you thought. If you saw one of the movies that I did a quickie review on and you agree or disagree, let me know. Give me a call at 917-720-2047 or... You can write me an email at crew at screamqueens.com. And as always, that's Queens with a Z. You can like me on Facebook by doing a search on Scream Queens Horror Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Scream Queens with a Z, of course. I'm on Instagram, no TR for you. And by all means, please leave a review on the iTunes site or on Stitcher. Uh, when I get reviews, I'll read them out. And if I read them out, you get a free copy of my audiobook, Marilyn, the uh, erotic Sexy version of Christine by Stephen King. Uh, you'll believe it when you hear it. It's great fun. And all that great stuff. And 
So if you want to play along at home next time, I'm going to be visited by Allison and Brian, formerly of the I'm Not Here to Make Friends podcast podcast. And we're going to be talking about Evil Laugh, which is available for you to watch on YouTube. And oh boy, we're going to have a lot to say and you should be able to play along. So do that. Do that. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place. And as always, live by the Scream Queen's rule. Fight or flight, survive the night, make it through the final reel, baby. Oh, yeah. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches! <laughs>